And welcome into the Paul Farrington Show. Paul, joined by Jack Weinberger, Robert Ziggy Ziegler at the University of Virginia. And again, no Zach Bloomquist for this one, but we'll be back next week. So we're going to do this episode. We'll probably take the rest of this week off. You know, enjoy a little downtime post-Super Bowl. And then next week, we'll dive back into it. We got the Combine coming up. The NFL draft is, you know, two months away now. It's it's, it's actually around the corner. It's, it's much closer than it may seem. Uh, mock drafts and stuff like that will be coming out more. Mel Kuyper and uh, the Todd McShays of the world, they will start to... I'm not sure what McShay's actually doing right now. I don't know if McShay we'll, is... We'll let the people know what's really in. Yeah, but we'll talk about mock drafts. We'll react to some of those. We'll maybe even have our own before the NFL draft in April. That would be kind of fun. Ziggy and I did that one time way back in Notre Dame. You can look at our predictions. I think we nailed, what, like the first eight picks in the draft, Ziggy? We, we got the first eight. We were like 13 for 15. And of course, we got pick 32 spot on. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it, it was the Joe Tryon? I think it was on that show. You oh, weren't on that show. Was that not, <laughs> it was well, at Notre Dame. Oh, but well, I did... I thought I did one. Uh, I oh, did we one did another one. Zoom, yes, yes, we did do another one the yeah. following year. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Following was, the massive success of the the first mock draft, that was fun. We did a second mock draft, and and you were on that. Yeah, we'll have to go back and see what our record was or our predictions uh, for those rounds, so you can again understanding of why you know why why we really nail these things here. So we'll have a lot a lot of off season coverage. We're going to do more mailbags. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun NFC North content coming out. We'll, hit the Steelers you know, Steelers are going to have a fun off season, big off season ahead of them. And then, you know, next thing you know, it'll be August and we'll be gearing up for the 2024, 2025 season. But for now today, I did a recording last night talking about the Super Bowl, the 25, 22 win for the chiefs. But now we have Jack and Ziggy along with us. And, you know, you, I watched the, the first half with you, Jack, and I know you're on the 49ers. I tried to tell you to go to the chiefs. I, th- I, th- I still think that the 49ers was a good bet. I mean, you knew who the better team was. Well, the, yeah, you the better the team, team looked like the 49ers to me. However, I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes. That's that's what I said off the bat. Well, first of all, they were bailed out by a muff punt. <laughs> uh, McCaffrey never fumbles. First try fumbles the ball on the 30-yard line. Just so many things that seem to go the Chiefs way. And I guess you're right. That seems to always happen. That's, so, yeah, that's why I did. That, I, I, I thought the Niners, to me, were, were clearly the better football team and should have won the game. Then in overtime, you get a holding penalty. You're about to go up by seven. Like, figures, right? It was huge that Kittle was out for that play. Remember they showed Kittle running back onto the field? The play yeah, after yeah, his yeah, backup yeah. had the hold? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I guess lesson learned. I bet because it achieved three times in a row and lost all three games. Uh, <laughs> and even if you're noticeably not as good of a team as your opponent, they still found a way to win. I think uh, you might be a little harsh. The Chiefs defense is really, really Good. I mean, they were down 10-3. Mahomes throws a pick. Niners have it on the 40-yard line. Like they, they, they were, capitalize. They were dominating. Like they were to me the much better football team. The punt changed it was everything. 10-6. You're getting the ball back and you muff a punt. Like, of course, it only happens to Kansas City. You sound like an upset so, better right now. I was a little pissed off because I I felt like I made a, the right bet with the better team and lost the game. Uh, but granted, congratulations once again to the Chiefs. Blah blah blah. I mean, like, congrats, <laughs> Ziggy. Do you have any thoughts? Because I have a question for you, but I'll let you hit your initial thoughts first. You know, it's tough to take a lot away from this game for either team. The 49ers were terrible on third down. They were three for twelve. They're usually never that bad. The three biggest plays of the game were fumble, fumble, and fumble. Right? This wasn't two quarterbacks duking it out. Great play after great play. You know, the 49ers benefited enormously from penalties on the one hand. The Chiefs benefited enormously from fumble luck. They got five of the last six, or I guess five of the six total. 
both the teams had a lot of things go their way. And I think that's why it was such a close game. I mean, it went to overtime, right? Any game that goes to overtime, you've got two pretty evenly matched teams for the most part. And I've got a whole lot of problems with how the game went down. That was one of the most frustrating games of the year to watch for me. Seriously? Yeah, I thought it. So, like, it was. It I was loved it. I thought it was great. You said you like defense. Like, it's a low-scoring defensive Yeah, battle. so, but the, the problem was is this wasn't, like, brilliant defensive play calling. This was offensive miscues and Shanahan putting on yet another masterclass of how to throw away a game with bad coaching decisions. It was really, this is I what mean, I'm it, here it, for. It was an enjoyable game, but Shanahan did so many things wrong. The chiefs got hot at the right moment. And, you know, congratulations, right? Like they put themselves in the position. They won the game yet again. But, you know, when, again, when your three most impactful plays are fumble, 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 it's a frustrating game for me. Wait, I want to hear what's your gripes with Shanahan. Can you can you go into that a little bit more? Oh, well, so there, there's a whole lot of gripes of Shanahan. That's so fine. That's, so that's what this is for. What, what, let's set aside the timeout debacle at the end of the second half, at the end of the first half, where going into halftime, here's a nice heuristic. If both coaches are letting time go off the clock as you're getting close to halftime, that means that one of them is wrong. And in this case, it was Shanahan. If he calls those timeouts, he can get Brock Purdy the ball of like a minute left. Absolutely a chance to get into field goal range or even score a touchdown. We can set that aside. Sure, sure. Let's set, set that well, aside. Well, let's, let's look at the last couple minutes of this game to see just how bad Shanahan handled it. So first of all, it's third and four. You're like your own 30. I believe that every single coach in the entire NFL should clockwork, clockwork orange style, just have their eyes forced open and they have to watch the Chiefs Buffalo game. You know, the, the 13 seconds to realize you cannot give Mahomes the ball with under two minutes, with plenty of timeouts of lots of time to move down the field. You cannot give Mahomes the ball. Instead, from the Chiefs 30, he decides to call a pass on third and four rather than run it, kicks a field goal. Starts giving well, to Mahomes be fair, the, the, the pass was completed. Yeah, but if you look, third and medium is one of the times when it's much better to run the ball than pass because you can catch the defense off guard. But even setting that aside, if you don't catch them off guard, it sets up a great wait, fourth wait. down conversion. Attempt. I'm trying to remember. Was the pass completed? No, it was I... not. Is, was that? Oh, is that no, the one yeah, that was, that, was, that, pressure, was the, right? that was the third and four in Chiefs territory? Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, they sent the house, right? They sent the house yeah. on the party. Then it went up 19-16. Yeah. I, oh, I, I do remember as soon as he dropped back, I was like, oh, yep, they decided to throw it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah, to be fair, they went for the win on that. Well, no, they went for the field goal. They did not go for the win. They went for let's let Mahomes have the ball with under two minutes left and see what happens. They're lucky remembering enough he had Ayuk, right? He had Ayuk immediately. McCaffrey gains four yards easily, take a knee game over, hit the field goal. But say McCaffrey doesn't gain the four yards, then you go for it on fourth. Like you just well, you can't. That's what a lot Mahomes of people have been saying. A lot of people are saying they, they would have actually gone for it as opposed and and I, I think that's ridiculous. Maybe maybe if you run it, if you're if you're in the huddle and you say, Okay, we're gonna have two plays here run McCaffrey up the middle. He gets it to fourth and one. That's one thing. There are a lot of people who think the 49ers should have gone for it in fourth and Not four. Not on fourth and four. No. Like, I, I would have taken the lead. In, no, for, the fourth, and, fourth and four, I think it's much closer. But you run the ball, make it a fourth and one, fourth and two at the worst. Mm-hmm. You have a yeah, decent chance of converting close. already. And you go for I mean, and even then, like, sure. say you don't convert it, you still either get a timeout or force time off the clock at something. Okay, so you didn't but, like the play call there. Like, that was bad. Was also bad in the second half like he didn't play well at all at least in my eyes. no i mean neither of the quarterbacks the actually had a great game he was okay i thought they, i thought both of them were, were good at the end 
But okay, so Mahomes, Mahomes is awesome. At the end. Yeah, at the Mah- end, yeah. But he, I don't think Mahomes played like great. first half. He wasn't good. I, yeah, third quarter really wasn't good. Sorry, Zig, you go continue. Yeah, your so no, I mean Mah- Mahomes. He gets the ball unsurprisingly, gets him in field goal range. They kick it. We're going to overtime. All right. I thought Kelsey enough. was going to score. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Easily could have been a touchdown. They're lucky it wasn't. Chiefs kick the field goal. You're on to overtime. Receiving the ball, totally fine. People have freaked out about this online. I'm sure that's something we'll talk about more later. Totally fine decision. But then, you know, you go down, you, you get the field goal. It happens. You can't go for it from where they were. You get a coach who has the right idea on defense. And what Steve Wilkes is doing is he is do running like a press man type thing on the Chiefs receivers. He is not giving them anything. And Shanahan inexplicably calls a timeout and says, all right, we got to change up the play call in here. You need to let the Chiefs receivers run free and run soft zone coverage. And what do you think happens once you give free releases to Chiefs receivers? Suddenly the offense, which has been dead as a doornail almost the whole night, comes alive, right? It's play after play after play after play. Because Shanahan insists on conservative defensive play calling. Because like, what if we blitz and it doesn't work? What if we play press coverage and someone gets free? We should just let them run free anyway. And of course, y'all know what happens. Chiefs run one of their typical reverse motion schemes easily get a guy open touchdown game over. I, so lo- she- I love that play to Hardman. I was waiting for that when the chiefs kicked the field goal initially, I think back in the fourth quarter uh, and the 49ers had that goal line stop. We were sitting down here in my basement watching and someone asked me, what, what would you do down here? I said, I would run the exact same play they ran against Philly in the Super Bowl a year ago. I think that one went to Kadarius Tony. And uh, that was the play that ultimately they, they ran to win the game with Hardman. Um, I mean, they they run that beautifully, and it wound up working there. You know, you know, Ziggy, it's funny. It seems like a lot of the things you had problems with were not the main things that people were highlighting. I mean, people noticed that Shanahan called timeout and got and interfered with the defense, um, but publicly, a lot of people are already saying, "Oh, why? What the hell were you doing with the coin toss?" And the players didn't know the rules. All, all of those things, you know, the players not knowing the rules. Not particularly good, but didn't matter really. No, it didn't ultimately didn't matter either. too much. I had no idea. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> I actually, uh, if anyone listens to Hoops tonight as part of, part of the volume, that's the show that one of the shows that I produce for the volume. I log on today to do the record with Jason Timp, who's Jason's awesome. Like, if you like NBA basketball, go listen to that show. Besides being a producer for it, it is just a great show, and Jason's a great dude. But we're talking about the game, and he hosts a big Super Bowl party, and he's watching. He says, "Yeah, at the end there." I was freaking out, yelling at the TV, trying to get the Chiefs to to get the playoff before Andy Reid had another uh, coaching clock management issue. I was like, no, no, there's no issue. It would have gone to a second overtime. Like The game would have kept going. So many people thought that the game was ending. I'm like, what are they doing? A lot lot of people thought that. And And these are the same people who are lecturing you on what Shanahan should have done with the (laughs) coin toss, by the way. Well, you know what I said to Jason? I was like, Jason, I I mean, it would have gone to a second overtime, but it must have been thrilling for you. (laughs) <laughs> like for the people who thought the game was ending, it must have been a much more excitable, exciting final, you know, 30 seconds there where you're going, oh, my God, are they going to get the playoff? Is it going to end? Is the 49ers going to win because clock runs out? I'm like, wait, why is KC letting the clock killing the clock right now? Oh, they're time. Just nonchalantly like, walking up. Yeah. It, I'm like, what are they doing? It would have been great. I think the play clock forced them to run that play. Had it been <laughs> had it been where they could have just ran it out and gone to the second overtime. There would have been people who were free Chiefs fans going, what are we doing? Yeah, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. That would have been awesome. 
Uh, but I just found that funny when people are so confused about the overtime rules. And uh, we actually had a question. We, we, we could bring it up here real quick um, as part of the mailbag. Someone asked, do you like the overtime rule right now? I, I thought it was really fun. I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I've, I think that both teams, regardless of the first team scores, should have a chance at the ball. I am okay with it being a playoff rule for that. And in, in the regular season, touchdown wins it. Like, I'm cool I, with that. I just don't think, I don't think it's necessarily fair. If you win a coin toss, get the ball, score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and win the game. What do you think? Like, both teams should have a chance. Look, look at that Bills Chiefs game in the playoffs with Josh Allen. Well, yeah, and but that's, that's, yeah, that's where I would love it for the playoffs. But yeah, what's the difference? But it's playoffs for regular season. Okay. I'm okay so, with uh, the difference. Well, in the regular season, you're just trying to get games over at a certain point because guys got to play next week. I get it. But when the rule first came out, I was opposed to it, actually. But I've thought about it more and taken a closer look. And the big difference is I think winning or losing the coin toss has very little impact on the win probability with the current rules in the playoffs. There's the numbers. Like, it is, you know, early, you can go back and look like the Vegas odds, right? This is the best way to track win probability. When the... When the Chiefs won the coin toss against Buffalo, their win probability went from 50% to 75%. Just astronomical increase. When the 49ers won the coin toss and decided to receive it, it went to like 52%. So I think this is a really good indication of the rules doing what it wants to. Right? Mm-hmm. You can pick stylistically winning is nice. You get to decide how things are going to go. But it doesn't actually impact your chances of winning very much. And you, you sent into our group chat today, Ziggy, that the Chiefs would have gone for two, correct? Oh, certainly. Yeah, you're not. Because yeah. here's here's a basic breakdown for people who don't understand it, because there's a whole lot of misinformation out there. Here's sort of the consideration. Both teams get a chance to score. And if the score is tied after they both have a chance, it goes to sudden death. So if you receive the ball, say both teams kick a field goal going into sudden death, now you just have to score to win. On the other hand, if you uh, kick the ball off, you know exactly how many points you need to score going into your possession to either extend it or win the game. And you're never going to hand the opposing team a ball, the ball going into sudden death if you can't, right? So if you both score touchdowns, first team kicks an extra point, second team goes for two. If you both kick field goals, then the team that received has an advantage. So there's there's a lot of things to consider. And that's what Shanahan said. I thought he was unfairly criticized when he said we wanted the ball third because in his in his mind going into that, San Francisco was going to score, Kansas City was going to score, and the 49ers were then going to get the ball back in that sudden death form. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should have anticipated the Chiefs going for two. And, but no, uh, no set that aside. Set that aside. The Chiefs had scored four field goals and one touchdown. Yeah. Right. It's not like this offense had been lighting it up all night. Right. The 49ers had their number and the defense was gassed. People yeah, forget this, too. too. Like when you go when you were playing the Super Bowl in a close wide wire game the entire time and you go to overtime, these defenses are super tired. Why not take the ball against the defense who is just out on the field? And run, then go down the throat. I mean, if they don't get called for the holding penalty, San Francisco probably they, they ends up in the end zone. zone. Yeah, and then, they and then the end zone. now we're talking about a two-point conversion to win the Super Bowl. And that, I mean, that would have been a lot of fun to watch. Um, something that we haven't talked about yet. And Ziggy, you mentioned the quarterbacks. They weren't great for, for a large portion of the night. But down the stretch, I thought Purdy actually made a lot of really big throws. He got them down the field and at least got the field goals that they needed to. But towards the end there... Mahomes, I, I, I wish I went back and watched before we recorded. 
how many third and fourth downs did he pick up there on those final two drives for the Chiefs? Where it, it just seemed there was third and sixes, third and fours, the fourth and one. Every single time San Francisco had an opportunity, he you know he would pull something out. And whether that was because the 49ers sent an all-out blitz when they probably shouldn't have, or you know Nick Bosa crashed hard on Pacheco on the fourth and one, uh, allowing Mahomes to run. I just thought down the stretch there, I actually was anticipating a 49ers stop. I don't know I why, even, even though even though I know it's Mahomes, but it's just you get to the point now with him. He did it against the Bengals last year in the AFC Championship. I mean, did it against the Eagles. When they did it now, when they got the fourth and one, he scrambled. The game was over. Like if you can't stop him there, he picks up ten yards on the ground, slides. You knew it was done. Like they were gonna go. And that, score. that was the moment. Like, the, like yeah, that was it. I mean that that was it. It was fourth and one, down by three. They pick it up easily. I'm like, yeah, here we go. I thought it would have sucked too. If they just stopped the cheat, like the, the way the game was going, I was waiting for something inside the 20 yard line on that final chiefs drive to you know really build up uh, this, the suspension, the suspense there. Uh, so fourth and one stop on the first, the opening set of downs, I thought would have been a little anticlimactic, but yeah, yeah it was just, it was just an awesome game uh, over the final quarter and, and overtime. I was really, I, I, I expected like this Niners defense is so good. And I expected them to play well. I didn't think we'd see a, a, a they Mahomes. They did play well. Yeah. I don't think we'd see Mahomes go totally nuts or Kelsey go totally nuts, which is why I picked the Niners. I was super impressed with the Chiefs defense, like in particular, because I think this Niners team is has just so many weapons and they're so tough to stop. And I didn't think Kansas City would play as well as they did on defense. And a moment that stands out to me is when it was 10 to 3, third quarter, Mahomes throws a pick. Niners have the ball, I believe the Chiefs 45 yard line, somewhere around midfield, and they go three and out. Like if the Niners go up 17 3 there, I think it's over. That was that was the chance. And, they and, couldn't and, get that yeah. two score lead. And the that. Chiefs and the Chiefs stopped them. Like this Chiefs defense in the second half, like Purdy was terrible up until the last, you know, few minutes of the game. And honestly, I mean, the Chiefs defense did really well, but you've got to give props to the 49ers defense, too, because they found a solution to all the things that the Chiefs did against the Eagles last year. Right. The Pacheco runs. They were able to shut that down. The Mahomes he, he, was, scrambles. he was pretty bad. Yeah, he was horrible. But, Pacheco but, did nothing. Besides that, like really unfortunate fourth and one scramble in overtime. I mean, you saw how well they were able to contain Mahomes. Nick Bosa in particular did a really excellent job playing discipline, didn't get a single sack. He was he was great. But he, I mean, he showed TJ Watt fans how defense works, right? He didn't get a single sack, but he was the most important defensive oh, player on the field. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just I, saying, I like, just, look. Carry on. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, all I'm saying is the 49ers <laughs> had a, a great defensive game plan. <laughs> it's just, it's, a, it's unfortunate you, that. You know who was snubbed yeah. from DPOI. You know it. It's you know unfortunate that the defense fell short at the end there, but really they did have an excellent game. Fred Warner was awesome. He made, he had a couple plays. I, I couldn't remember it last night. I can't remember it again now, but he, he had the one play. I think it got out to, was it to Pacheco or Rice when he made the diving stop? To, uh, oh, of course, course, third and one. Third, yeah, yeah, third yeah, and yeah. one. I mean, that, I that one. I he think, was all over the field last night. I think it was Rice. And and Drake Greenlaw, I felt so bad for him tearing your Achilles. Is that confirmed torn Achilles now? Yeah, they confirmed it was an Achilles. That sucked. I, no, I, I remember. That's, how's he might happen? never come back 100% from that injury. That's yeah, one of those things that's does. tough. I mean, I hope he does, but that's one of those things that can sap your speed. It'll be so, it's so unfortunate that like, 
as you're celebrating a big play, you just have yeah, a career-altering injury. And how about Kelsey there at the end? I took a screenshot of this last night. First half, one reception on one target for one yard. In the second half, eight catches on nine targets, 92 yards. He really came alive. I mean, you kind of knew it was, it, it was coming. I mean, this Chiefs, the Chiefs, and I've said this before, like this team really is not much on offense without him getting going. Either going into the second half, one of the best coaches in the league, that they were going to get, they were going to get that going. Unfortunately, uh, I, yeah, I, I thought he was for me huge a, in this. I really did think he was going to score a touchdown there. And congrats, Ziggy. Uh, I know you're a big Swifty, so you got you got your Super Bowl win there. Well, Taylor Swift didn't win a Super Bowl. But... Did you stay up all night listening to Love Story and you belong oh, to me? Sure I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this: if the Chiefs put Taylor Swift out there for a snap in the Super Bowl. I she can have as I will listen to every single Taylor Swift album <laughs> nonstop from the beginning, plus all the Taylor's versions. I would love to see Taylor Swift get out there for a play. Okay, a couple more things here. You know, the she, 49ers. If she, if she played quarterback instead of Mahomes, what's the score? Well, uh, she's getting injured on the first play out for the season. Well, let's let's say we turn in. injuries off. Yeah, turn, if we turn, turn injuries turn off. The injury slider off. I don't know, like 142 nothing. It's something something. But she just, What's the max amount of points that the 49ers could score? Yeah, in a Nick Bosa game? is setting the single season sack record in one game. <laughs> you may have an opportunity there with Traverius Ward winning the uh, MVP. You know that was Jack's bet, right? Like we heard, you heard it on the show, everyone. If you're remembering, Ward was no, but <laughs> Ward you, was Jack's Super Bowl MVP. Do you realize that like legitimately had a chance up until the final? You needed the pick, like yeah. like if he had a pick six to win in overtime, like he's the MVP. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, like if, if, it was on the, the table. Let's say the Chiefs got the ball first in OT, and Mahomes was a pick six to Ward. He wins the MVP. You also, you also he, bet on the punter, right? Did everyone actually at the house bet on the punter? Yeah. So we uh, we were at a party at our buddy David's house. Uh, Paul was there for a half. Had to go back and work, but uh, it was the third. It was the early third quarter, and this it was ten three. Momentum building. It was ten three. Chiefs were backed up all day, and. You know, our friends and I were like, "Who on the Niners? What's the worst like, bet we could no, no, place like, who right on now? The Niners would win this right now. I mean, like, we were. It was like a low-scoring game. Like nobody was really looking that good. And I'm like, "What about this punter? He's been booming the ball all day." And our buddy Brian's like, "Yeah, he's got four punts of fifty plus yards, all inside the 20. We're like, "You know what? Like, let's do it." Me, my, that's genius, me, Brian. Me, me, Brian, my friend David, your brother Matt. We oh, all put brother. we all oh. put like seven bucks each on the punter to win like seven thousand. <laughs> That's fun. That's and fun. No, it was great because the the even most of the third quarter it was still like ten six until the fumble. We were actively rooting for Chiefs to get stopped in their own territory. Punt back Boom. to the Niners. Niners get stopped and they punt back to the Chiefs. And it was always so hype when the Niners <laughs> would <laughs> for get, you guys. like I had the Niners money line and I was rooting for them to get stopped. And whenever they would get stopped, we're like, let's go. Let's bring him out. And then he'd boom the ball. And we're like, yes, like get down there, get down there, get down there. And they'd tackle the returner and we'd go crazy. I think Jennings would have won MVP had uh, by the, uh, the well, end yeah, of the by, game. By the end of the game. Yeah. Yes. But like if it finished 10 to 6, I mean, the muff punch screwed that. Screwed that. Yeah. It ruined the dream. But yeah. That ruined everything. <laughs> Ziggy, I guess you would have appreciated that as a big special. No, I mean, there were, there were the, the, I was saying for the first half and really the first three quarters until that unfortunate, bizarre muff fumble, the special teams play this game was incredible. Between oh, the awesome. Super yeah. Bowl tying record, longest field goal, incredible punt coverage from both sides. Like it was a special teams masterclass. It was really, this, is my, was, this was my kind of game. 
we placed a bet after the Niners punter pinned the Chiefs at the one yard line. I see. I missed that point. That's when we made the bet. I was driving we're, home. We're like, what are this guy's odds? And it was plus seventy five. Care. We're like, yeah, boom. It's, <laughs> he it's he wasn't going to win it, but I think if it was ten six, he honestly might have. I think he was the most valuable player at that point. I mean, Roger Goodell would step in and say, "You guys got to give someone else. You got to give it to Nick Bosa. We can't let you him imagine. Do you, do you even know his name? What was his name? Mike Wisnowski. Mitch Wisnowski. <laughs> yeah, Mitch Wisnowski. Something like that. He's from Australia. I mean, we were going. Uh, we were going out all night drinking to the strip club. I mean, we we, we were yeah, like, yeah, right. We were like thirty k <laughs> collectively if that in cash. The, uh, the one one more thing I touched on last night was for the 49ers fans. You know, they've had some really bad losses. Kyle Shanahan himself now has had two brutal 10-point blown leads as head coach of the Niners and the 28-3 game. Every Super Bowl he's been in, he's blown a 10-point lead. Yeah, but I mean, he's had some horrible, horrible losses. This one hurt so much because it did feel like for a, a portion of the night, you know, the majority of the night, it seemed that San Francisco was playing better than Kansas City. Um, but if you're a 49ers fan, we're going to talk about our top five NFC and AFC contenders for next season at the end of the show. And you still have to feel pretty good if you're a San Francisco fan about your chances heading into next year of getting back to this game. But at some point, you know, the magic eventually runs out. They've been very fortunate for the last five years. They've gone to the NFC championship game. Two of those years, they've gone to the Super Bowl. And when you've had these heartbreaking losses coming so close time and time again, you know, eventually you don't get back there. It might feel like, oh, okay, we should run through. You know, the Lions are okay. The Packers are okay. The Eagles, Cowboys, we should be able to get back. It's not, it's not always the case. I mean, it's hard. And, and I mean, uh, Dan Campbell said this too. The Lions he are a good great. team. And, and he's like, he's like to, be honest, to be totally honest, you never know. Like, this might be our last opportunity here. It is super hard to get back to, to, this, to this stage of the game. No, I mean, if you give the 49ers, say they get the one seat. And they're going into the playoffs next year and give them a 70% chance of winning every game they're in. Very generous, right? 70%, 35% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah and it's look, hard. Like, teams who have the number one seed, and I do this so often. Like when I look at a number one seed and a team who I just find dominant, like this year's Niners for most of the season, I'm gonna go, like, yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna walk in the Super Bowl easily. And they played two home games and probably two games they should have lost. Yeah, to they Green Bay. Lost it's to Green so Bay. Bay hard to win football playoff games. It, yeah. Well, it, think, think about like the past two Super Bowl losers. You had the Eagles last year, and everyone thinks, okay, you know, they get off to the nine and one start this season. They should be able to find their way back to the Super Bowl. That's the hope. They all basically now, missed the playoffs. Yeah, basically missed the playoffs. And and now you're starting quarterbacks called into question, your head coach is being called into question. Two years before that, or a year before that, the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. That's, oh, we have Joe Burrow. We're going to be able to roll back. You know, Jamar Chase was a rookie that season. You know, Burrow gets hurt. You have the gauntlet of AFC quarterbacks. Yeah, by, it be by, by, the way, by the way, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls since the last time they lost to the Bengals. <laughs> in in case like, Bengals fans are yapping like there's some rivalry here, like the Bengals are somehow competitive with the Chiefs. Listen, guys, take it easy. It's just so funny how this team, like, they look vulnerable all year. They go 10 and 7, a game better than the Steelers, who go 9 and 8, and they win the Super Bowl. Well, that, that, that's I, what happens when you have arguably the greatest player in the history of the sport. That, I, that's a great I, transition into our next time. I didn't even think that he was good enough to go to Buffalo, Baltimore, and then beat San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, no, the, I, the, nothing the, was happening. Yeah. Apparently, the floor for Patrick Mahomes is 11 and 6 and win the Super Bowl. So, like, I, I don't know. You know, why even bother? I want to see what the Chiefs do in the regular season next year. 
Like, why even bother playing regular season games if you're the Chiefs? Why bother trying or putting anything on film when you just we're cruise the division win and then dominate your? I mean, they, the they should be better next. I thought they were ten and seven. No, they, they were they were eleven and six. Oh, eleven and seven. They should be better next season too, because they'll they'll go and get someone. This all I was saying on the yeah. show last night. Remember when we were at the house and I just went, man, what a mistake getting rid of Tyreek Hill. And yes. then then I caught myself and went, wait a second. If they win tonight, that means in the two years without Tyreek Hill, they've won two Super Bowls. So really, you know, it was. I think it was still a mistake to let him go. But I don't either, think it they, was. They, yeah, obviously, obviously, you can't say it was when they won two Super Bowls. I didn't even think they were a top, uh, a people, top some three didn't team. Have, some people didn't have them in the, the top five, top ten teams at one point this year. I didn't think they were top three team in the AFC. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was shocked. If if they had better, if they had a, the Broncos had a semblance of life, or the Chargers could get their act together, they may not have even won the AFC West this year. And and then who knows what happens? I guess they still probably go. Um, but when we talk about the three P chances next year, I think they have to bring Chris Jones back. He was just so so good in this game. He had a couple really big big hits. Um, in particular, I'm thinking the one late in the game. I think it was. Was it Purdy overthrew Debo? Can't remember who he overthrew, but um, Chris Jones is right there. You know, he was he's been so impactful all season long for them. And there was the whole off season drama about him coming back. Uh, that's someone if you get him re-signed, go get another playmaker, and, and they should be even better than than they were this season, which is crazy. But I look at this yeah. year as probably by the time Mahomes' career is over, and I'm excited to see the evolution of the Patrick Mahomes career because. He does, you know, mobility is a huge part of his game. I'm excited to see as he continues how he changes his style when he becomes less athletic than he used to be. But uh, this might wind up being you know, the defining season of his career. Like with, with this team, with the road he went on, um, the teams he beat in the playoffs, this might wind up being the most impressive feat he has in his entire career. It's kind of similar to like a LeBron type thing when he takes the that Cavs team to the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah, like Jonas Ilgowski says. Yeah, uh, like it reminds Travis me of Travis Kelsey. Like <laughs> I, I said, if you take, if you put any other QB in the league besides Mahomes on this on the Chiefs, we are being unfair to the Chiefs defense. They're, I'm there for not. Yeah, but still, like I, like I, I don't think if, like, if you swap these quarterbacks, like Mahomes and Purdy. Oh, it's Forty Niners by a thousand. Yeah, and I don't know if the Chiefs are a playoff team with Brock Purdy. Yeah, the, and, and Purdy's not even bad. No, it's that's just that, like what Mahomes yeah, yeah, did is incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, you could you could put anyone else on the Chiefs and they probably don't win. And that, that's what that's what sort of gets crazy when you're talking about this and people get mad saying, oh, stop the Mahomes glazing and all of that. But at the end of the day, the dude is just that much better. When you talk about tiers of quarterbacks, it can't anymore be, oh, there's Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. It's there's Mahomes. And then there's a tier down and you can, and then there's you can Allen, just the rest. And then there's a tier down and it's Jackson and Burrow. <laughs> and... um you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about the Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady comparisons this week. They already have. People have been shouting on TV all day about it. Ziggy, you sent over that graphic. You know, Mahomes, in terms of the first seven seasons of their career, or first, what was it, 96 games here? This, that's the graphic that that's Yeah, first right 96 now. games, because there's the extra game and all that. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes leads in basically every single category. And he blows Brady away in pretty much all of them. I, I I'd say that I think that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. I think he's yeah. more talented. I think I'd rather have him than Tom Brady. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, yeah. Like, I mean, talk about so far career accomplishments, though. Like, you can't, it's tough to compare three to seven. Like, he's got some ways to go. But, like, nobody's arguing that at this point in his career, he's well on pace to probably be the best of all time. But he's yeah. not there yet. I mean, what? You compare Mahomes' start to Braden. I get that it was a different time, right? Like, Brady, one of his first years of his career, led the NFL in passing touchdowns with 28. But like Mahomes has is averaging 75 yards more per game and has like 70 more touchdowns over his first 96 games. That's almost an extra passing touchdown per game. He also has produced like five times the rushing yards and like five times the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so like, the, the, the numbers are I am right here. It's 219 touchdowns to 147, 63 interceptions to 78. Uh, 1,936 rushing yards to 435. How about the passing yards? Passing yards, 28,424 to 21,564. It is a different time. And also, but to be fair to Brady, and Mahomes acknowledged this after the game, Mahomes couldn't beat him in in the big games that they played. Brady won the AFC Championship. Brady won it. I I think people are being unfair to Tom Brady, actually, which is kind of shocking, but Brady won the AFC Championship game. He won the Super Bowl which actually actually was at home for Tampa for them. Um, but when you're talking about the greatest of all time, you know, Mahomes, you could say right now, he might, he, he's probably the greatest talent we've ever seen at the position. But in terms of greatest of all time, I really don't think it's, it's that close yet because yeah. Brady, seven suit. I mean, the longevity of his career and the greatness of his career uh, across oh yeah, what, 20 seasons, um, seven Super Bowls. Like right now, it's it's really not that close in terms of goat conversation. But I'll tell you this, Paul: a cautionary tale. Sure. Troy Aikman in 2019. You know, people are starting to get excited about Patrick Mahomes, right? The Athletic in 2019 ran an article saying Mahomes has thrown 36 percent of Aikman's career touchdowns in eight percent of the games. Aikman's response was, "Talk to me when Mahomes is 33 percent of my Super Bowl titles." Then you blink. And Mahomes has 100% of the Super Bowl titles. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't debate. Mahomes and Aikman is but over. I, but I just mean, like, the way Mahomes has started his career and the way he's played, you can't feel like any NFL record is safe with this guy. Because, again, oh, yeah. in the, in the, with the worst team surrounding it, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Miko Hardman, his leading wide receivers, right? Because Travis Kelsey was not a huge factor for much of this game with struggling running backs, with a mediocre offensive line, like so many things go wrong, and Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. I mean, the dude could still be playing in 10 years. Like, in 10 years, he might still be playing. Yeah, what, would he be 38? 38 years old. Like, like, there's going to be a part two to Mahomes' career, but the the second part without Kelsey, probably without Andy Reid. And that's when we saw a lot of Brady's best football most of these quarterbacks didn't reach their peak till they were like 30 now that's where i'm so curious to see because of the athletic ability of mahomes at 32 33 34 when he can't run the way he does right now i'm, I'm sure he'll be phenomenal the like athletic ability is only part of his game yeah right? i can't we're... wait to see the mental manipulation that he begins to learn like he, you start to see that this season um, or re- i mean you've seen it all of his, all of his career but when he starts to really master the game, the way that you saw Brady and Manning do it and Breeze, that's when you're going to see another level, probably even above that. I mean, I don't know if this is peak Mahomes yet, but it's scary to think if he could go up another level. And there's, there is a big, uh, there's a big difference though, in I believe talent versus the, uh, like the whole resume, resume, resume. discussion. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like there's quarterbacks out there, a handful who I think are more talented than Tom Brady. You have Aaron Rodgers, honestly, probably Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Like I can name a, you could probably name a few. But when you win seven rings and you play for what 20, 20 seasons? It's just twenty twenty one, something like that. Like that. It's, it's I don't think Mahomes is is quite in that discussion yet. And probably not really even that close. But I think he's on pace. It's fun. It, it's tough to not say that he's on pace, but he's not there yet. We saw it today, and we, we won't have to get into this too much, barely at all, honestly. But I sent it into the group chat today on first take. They had the perfect, the perfect topic bar today that was closer to the GOAT or closer to GOAT, uh, Mahomes to Brady or LeBron to Michael Jordan. I mean, that is, that's like as good as it gets in sports media in terms of if you're going to throw Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp on the microphone, say debate something. You're hitting four names there. That it doesn't get better than that. Um, oh, that's pretty. The, you know, I think the answer easily has to be LeBron James to Michael Jordan right now. Um, because yeah. there's still could so you, much. Could you imagine if Michael Jordan had beaten LeBron James <laughs> in two playoff series? Yeah. Oh, it, like that, that's right, a bit, right. even it, even yeah. if like Mahomes is somehow able to match Brady, that's all people are going to think about. Well, you know what's kind of fun about the when you think about these two comparisons is that LeBron James to Michael Jordan. I actually think LeBron has the better he has the better resume career resume than Jordan even though he's behind on championships again that's like the longevity number one in in points I think he's three in assists right now all of that while Jordan I mean he's still got one of he's the best Michael Jordan ever but yeah he's Michael Jordan like most people would say he's a better player than LeBron James and with the Brady Mahomes right now it's sort of the opposite we're waiting for Mahomes to build that resume up a bit more but Brady has the longevity and Mahomes is the guy that you're saying yeah he's probably better than than Brady is. It's just a matter of getting more to his name. So I actually think that by the end of it, Mahomes will wind up being considered the greatest quarterback of all time. But then like, right, like imagine if if it was they played at the same time and Michael Jordan goes on the road in a playoff series and beats LeBron yes, and yes. then beats him in an NBA finals <laughs> not too long after that. The th- that's a good point. There. The, the thing about Mahomes that's just so surprising though is, I mean, LeBron James was arguably the most hyped basketball prospect ever, right? People, there was a full-time LeBron James reporter while he was in high school, right? Like he went to the Cavs and he lived up to expectations immediately, but people are expecting big things from him. Meanwhile, you see Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's a solid college career, but people are thinking he might fall out of the first round. He doesn't, but he doesn't go to a big time program. He doesn't do anything big. Jawan Jennings, was a higher recruited quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Juwan, wait, Juwan Jennings? You know, he, he, was he, was, highest, he was the highest rated quarterback recruit yeah. in that game. Yeah, he was, a, he was like the number seven QB in the <laughs> country. He was number five. Oh, that's insane. But he yeah, was number so five, like, I think. Yeah, so Juwan Jennings out recruits him. He's like good in college, very good, don't get me wrong, but he's not a standout. He takes a year off in Kansas City, red shirts, and immediately comes out looking like the best quarterback we've ever seen out of nowhere. I mean, his first season in the NFL, what, 5,100 yards, 50 touchdowns? Oh, remember the Steeler game? That was that was the breakout game. Yeah, I'm like, there's what, six touchdowns? I think we were like minus eight. I'm like, oh, we should beat this guy at home. And I'm like, who is this man? Oh, I, I remember that game. I remember yeah. walking into the dorm with Ziggy. We were, uh, Ziggy and I were in school at the time together. And I was I'm like, like oh crap. my gosh. On the You're just road sexing this guy's unbelievable. He had like seven touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just, it's so interesting to see like Patrick Mahomes and the way he's done. It's so different than almost any of the other greatest of all time players. 
you know, he didn't fall into the sixth round, but in that way, he's much more like Tom Brady, where like no one really expected to see this. And then once you see him play, you just yeah. knew. We just can't forget. We can't forget how great Brady was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that like this week, it's all going to be about Mahomes. It deserves to be all about him because it is an unbelievable run they're on. But Patriots there, had eight straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowls. I've always said that they're... You were terrified of him with two yeah, games left. There has been nobody, and to this day, and I don't know if there ever will be, who, when they dropped back to pass and had the slightest bit of time, I knew it was going to be caught. And that's only Tom Brady and nobody else. Yeah, we can't, we can't forget how, how great Brady was. He, he's still the GOAT. He is still the GOAT. Uh, all right, let's end, end up here with the top five AFC and NFC teams heading into next year, or at least our opinions on them heading into next season. Why don't we start with the AFC? Is, uh, would anyone like to go first, or should, shall I kick this off? You took it off. Okay. Um, my list right here, I think this is a pretty reasonable list. I'll go five to one. I was between the Texans and the Dolphins for the five spot. And I think I'm going to go with the Texans because their division one, uh, they should, I, I'm expecting them to win that, even with Jacksonville there. And the Dolphins, I just can't trust them anymore. I've gotten to the point with Miami, super talented. And that defense was, you know, crushed by with injuries at the end of the year. But with the, the way that this Texans team rallied together around a young core of guys, CJ Stroud is better than Tua Tagovailoa. I'm going to go with the Texans at five. Four, I've got the Bills, even though another disappointing end to their season. As long as you have Josh Allen, you're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, we'll see how that this offseason goes to build, uh, to re- reload in Buffalo. Three, I got the Bengals because once Joe Burrow's back, he's one of the few guys in the league that if he goes against Mahomes, you can say, all right, there's a world where they win this game. He's one of the few guys that you can actually put on the field and say, yeah, I'll take him. And I, I won't say that's a stupid thing to do. Uh, two, I'm going to go the Ravens. Lamar, you know, may, maybe even swap Bengals, Ravens, but let's leave the Ravens at two for now. The defense is awesome. Lamar Jackson coming off an MVP. Again, some more guys back from injury, uh, like Baltimore. And then it has to be the Chiefs at one. I'd go, uh, I'd put the, probably the Texans at six, and then I'd go with the Dolphins at five. I'd go Bengals four with Burrow coming back. I'd go Bills at three, Chiefs at two. And Ravens at one. Really, Ravens. One. I think. I thought this year they were the best team in the AFC. Uh, I think they beat. I think they would have beat the Chiefs seven out of ten games. Uh, and I think next year they're probably the best team in the AFC as well. Okay. For me, um, Texans five, Bengals four, Bills three. You know, I think the Bills window is starting to close, but I think they got one or two more years in them before the second window has to open. I've got the Ravens at two. I agree, Jack. I think they were the best team in the AFC, but they've got 25 unrestricted free agents. Like half the team's going to be gone. Over 15 of them played at least 200 snaps. And we're talking big contributors, right? Kevin Zeitler, Patrick Queen, Justin Metabuke, like big time players for them. And then, I mean, again, number one, after this year, who can bet against the Kansas City Chiefs? I with you, Ziggy, I'm always waiting for something something to come yeah. out. No, I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was going thinking, up that list. I was like, thinking these like the Browns or someone. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be no, like Deshaun Watson's coming <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. Paul, what did I say the entire season when the Chiefs were struggling? I said, look, the way the Chiefs approach the regular season, it's workshopping so that when the playoffs come, they can unleash their best. Well, you, hey, you, we you said cannot on show, bet against this Chiefs team. You can't. Yeah, we said on this show this might be the best Chiefs team ever. 
We said that like I wrote we did five. Say that. After I wrote them all for dad. I love the shoes for dad. When they're the three seed. Yeah, you, you just when they were the three, I'm like they're not winning two games on the road. That's part of my problem when I when I when I bet on sports or when I'm picking these games. I I always believe in the older guys, like the legend. Or not, they're not older, but I always believe in the legendary players. And sometimes, sometimes it's wrong. But you know, the Warriors when they won two years ago, I was like, all right, Clay Thompson's coming back. They had Steph Curry, Draymond Green, that whole group. Like I always believe in the extra run that they have, like Brady with the Bucks. It always felt like, all right, he might win another one. He might he might get number eight. Um, and the Chiefs have that feel to them, where it's just they're so good. <laughs> They're so good that at this point, yeah, you can't count them out. It's just so nuts, though, and it shows how unbelievable he is. Like, I think I, I think I underrated him going into this this uh, this Super Bowl. I know he's obviously you bet be- against him every like, time. I know he's obviously better than uh, than Brock Purdy, not even close. But I didn't think that he was that good to overcome that his team being significantly less talented than San Francisco. I mean, well, this think is... about the teams they beat. I mean, it was yeah. it was Buffalo in Buffalo. I think Miami Baltimore at home. I think San that. That was I a think San Fran was much better than all those AFC teams. Oh, I think they were better too. Well, I mean, the Ravens blew out. Yeah, San but Francisco. that's. No, I but, mean, what they they turned six, on the road. Six turnovers that game. I mean, think about what the Chiefs did this year. I don't want to talk too much about them because we moved past it. But like, they beat every kind of team you can beat. Right? They beat the supernova offense. They beat the like in the Dolphins. Right. They beat the hero ball quarterback in the Bills. They beat the like excellent defense with a strong quarterback and good run game in the Ravens. And then they beat the super team missing the quarterback in the 49ers, right? They beat basically every kind of team you can play in the NFL in one playoff run, almost entirely on the road. You're saying though, like they played, I think they got super lucky going against the Dolphins playing in negative temperatures with two on that team. Like Dolphins had no chance. They, they were like, always going to be beat the yeah, like, there was, they, they were going to win. They were never like, going yeah, to lose were, the no, Dolphins. They weren't. Regardless, it could have been in it, Miami. The, the, they were never going to lose that game. But then the you go on the road to Baltimore, and it was 17-10. Oh my God, Chiefs defense balled out. Offense was not fantastic. And then I thought the Niners defense would give a good effort, which they did. But the Niners offense would produce more than they did. That's yeah, where I was. No, the, no, the Chiefs defense was, was the, great. the Chiefs defense was, was awesome. In terms of the Super Bowl odds for the AFC teams, it goes Kansas City one at plus six fifty, then the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Dolphins, with the Texans and Chargers next. Um, and the Jets are in there too. So the uh, the betting world disagrees with us leaving Miami out of the top five. I've been top. I've number five. But oh yeah, I've so Texans at six. I see what people see in Miami. The problem is just. They're projected fifty one. You're calling. Million. Man, you're, calling you're the one. You're the one to talk. <laughs> Look, yeah, the Dolphins are projected fifty one million over the cap. They've got huge free agents coming up. Tua ain't that guy, and he's going to get a giant deal. It's over. Char- I'm excited to see what the Chargers do. There's so many holes there that it might be a couple of years away from them being a, a serious contender. The Chargers, yeah, they stink. Well, I like having they- Harbaugh there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and Herbert. So uh, Herbert's amazing. They, I I would be really really surprised if next year's the year right off the bat. Next but year's the year they finish fourth in the division. Probably. Oh, well, the, I don't know, the Raiders. I don't, the Raiders. Suck. Suck. <laughs> then uh, then the Jets too. I mean, the Jets were all the whole hype this offseason. 
Did you guys see that whole see like ya. Oz thing see ya, where, uh, see where Oz had McCole Hardman predict yes. the game? And he said they were playing the 49ers. Playing the, Super the 49ers. Bowl. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, maybe. Super Bowl Sunday. You're walking onto that field. Who's your opponent? Now, to be fair, he did say the Jets. Before, yeah, I know. I but know. it's still pretty funny the way that works. He's amazing. Go watch those videos. It's like, well, no, Nicole Hardman said that his team will beat the Niners <laughs> in the Super Bowl. He caught well, the maybe, game Maybe Nicole Hardman's the, the, the dude. Maybe he's like the mentalist. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this okay. Jets team is not making the playoffs next year, by the way. I'm think, excited, he, I'm excited chance, for Rodgers. Better playoff chance next year. Jets or Steelers? Steelers. Are you kidding me? I think I'd probably agree. I don't know. All right, in the NFC, NFC. let's uh, yeah, let's do the NFC here. This one was it was tough for me. I, I wasn't actually. The Rams are someone that I was on the fence about. I actually forgot about them completely. So I'm gonna leave them off for now. I'm gonna have the Eagles at five. I know that they were down this year. Uh, I still do like a lot of the pieces in Philly. I, I think Jalen Hurts regress this season um but I, again they still got aj brown the offensive line is still really good the defense needs to be cleaned up a bit um they need to get their act together from where they were uh, a year ago it was unbelievable when you go into philly it felt like you weren't going to score a point in this year people are lighting up that secondary um but i got them at five could convince me to put the rams there i have the now this is where i have the cowboys at four and i think the cowboys you know, are arguably the second most, maybe even the first most talented team in the conference. But in big games, you know, Dak has struggled at times. Mike Zimmer, I, I, li- I like Zimmer coming in. Um, that will either be awesome or horrible. We, we said on this show, I got Dallas at four, Green Bay at three. I know I said Green Bay as the NFC North favorite going into next year, just a couple of days ago. But you know, this Lions, this Lions team is also very good. I got Detroit at two. They could, I'm going to flip flop between the two of them all off season. And then at one, you know, I, I, I still think that uh, when Kirk Cousins comes back, this Vikings team is explosive. And Brian Flores did a great job with the defense, uh, and they beat the crap out of the 49ers without Justin Jefferson. So, but they're number ten. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll have San Francisco at one. Hey, the Vikings, though, with Kirk Cousins, we're, we're, we're ready to do something special this year. Don't forget about that. But I have San Francisco at one. I'd go So my my honorable mention first team out at number six is the Packers. I know, I know, I know. I have the, uh, the Bucks at five. I'm high on them again. All right, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> People are going to tear you apart. Good, like you did last year too. And this team playing the divisional round. All right, I'm gonna tear, let you tear, finish before tear, I ask questions. Tear me apart. I'm gonna ask questions. Did, I'm gonna ask questions after you finish. Didn't this Bucks team go in and roll over Green Bay and Lambeau Field? <laughs> they did. All right, so that's five. Bucks four. The Bucks are five. I like Baker. Uh, four. I'm gonna go Philly. Three. I'm gonna go Dallas. Two's the Lions, and one's the Niners. Okay. Why, why, why Green Bay at six instead? Like they roll. I'm, Dallas fans are gonna say, "Hey," and then me too. I had Dallas problem. They're gonna say, "Hey, we rolled Dallas." Do you really think the Bucks are that good? I, th- I, I think Baker. I think Baker's better than Jordan Love. You called Jordan Love the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, to finish. No, the season. He, to finish the season, he was. But going into next season, I trust the playmaker a little more than Jordan Love right now. And look, this could change. Like, if the Packers are five and zero, oh, like this changes. But I don't know what this, to expect from Jordan Love early on next season. I think he saved the chat. Oh, 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 let me know. Let me know when Jack's down. I look, can't listen like, to this. Hold on. Talk. 
I was criticized last season for signing the Bucks. This team won the South, won a playoff. No, they got to the like, divisional round. They, they, they did. Yeah, they played the divisional round and like kept it competitive. Yeah, in Detroit. Their, their offensive coordinator's gone. Baker's gone. Mike Evans is gone. But sure, man, sure, yeah, yeah. Top, no, top Baker's one. not gone. Baker's gone. He's not gone. All right, well, 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 let's, look, let's look at a more respectable list. Let's look at a more respectable list by someone who's put Sa- some save the channels. I guarantee you, Baker's all there. the Packers fans right now are hovering over that subscribe button. So, so save the channel. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, right? I'm not here to appease Packers fans. Number five, the Dallas Cowboys. As you say, lots of talent on that team, but we've just seen them fall short so many times. I'm not sure McCarthy's ever getting that early Green Bay magic back. Number four, the Rams. This is a team I think a lot of people are forgetting about, but you've got Matthew Stafford, you've got McVay, you've got an explosive offense. The defense is just going to get more experienced. I'm really high on the Rams going into next year. Packers at three, Lions at two, 49ers at one. I like that list a lot. The more I think about it, the more I want to flip the Rams and the Eagles. Philly. I just, the, the, so, like, I could be wrong about the Eagles, absolutely. But their meltdown this year felt a lot more permanent than I think a it lot did. of people. Are. Like, the offense just looked broken. Sirianni's coordinators are disastrous. Vic Fangio, I think, will make a big difference. But I simply do not believe Kellen Moore is fixing the offense. And if you can't do that, it's over. Where do you put Philly at six? Philly's at six or seven for me, yeah. So, Philly around six. And then I'm trying to think after that, you got... I guess if, if Kirk would come back, you'd probably have the Vikings in that area. Yeah, Vikings, Bucs. you know, maybe McDonald somehow turns around the Seahawks. You know, maybe the Buccaneers mm-hmm. get keep the magic going. Maybe the Saints somehow make it work. But, like, the NFC, it really feels like I think it's going to be similar to this year where there's not seven good teams. Yeah, you're probably going to have five or six there. Uh, the, really, the six that you mentioned are probably going to wind up being the teams. I, Philly's the team that I'm really. I know I keep going back to them. They're, they're the team that I need. I need to see a lot from them early next season because, it, yeah, you're right. That that collapse. What they were nine and one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they were nine and one, and we talked about this on our reaction show, Ziggy, when they got bounced earlier in the season. Actually, I'm sorry. I don't know if you were on that. That might have just been me. Uh, it was us. It was us. My, my bad, my bad. When they got bounced, remember at nine and one, everyone was saying that they're finding ways to overcome these, uh, you know, their problems that, oh, this is a team when they pull it together, they're going to be the same as last year because they're resilient. Well, when you lose those games, that's when all of a sudden the problems, you know, you're no, you're no longer overcoming issues. It's, oh, shoot, these are real problems that have not been addressed the entire season. And maybe we were just getting lucky to win earlier in the year. And that's when those those little issues that you thought you were going to be able to overcome turned into season-long issues that are glaring in obvious holes. I think the Sirianni, Sirianni dilemma is a big one. And Jalen Hurts is still a very, very good quarterback. But you were hoping that you had a top-five QB in the league. And now, you know, it, it's a question if he's going to be in the top-10 next season. And they so are crazy. committed to him until 2027. And, and they are, yeah. It was crazy. The Eagles, they're sitting there at 9-1, and one, holding the number one seed off a Super Bowl loss. I'm like, all right, like, they, they're going to get back there. And then... In the blink of an eye, everybody knew divisional round they were not going to beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> I, see, like, I, it, I still thought they were, and it was it was like just so sudden. It's like this team is they're going to get back there to yeah they're really having issues, and, and it wasn't just the offense. You know the, the secondary was horrible. The D line has so many good players. D 
D-line struggled too. It's yeah, I'm flipping Ziggy. I'm putting the Rams five and, and Eagles and, Eagles six. And let's not forget, right? Like the Eagles, like they've lost Jason Kelsey. Everyone else around them is getting older. Like the team, it's very difficult. Like I think the defense is going to get better. There's no question about it. But when think. we're talking Super Bowl, we're talking the team improving dramatically from this year. And I just I can't see that happening. And Matthew and when you're comparing the Eagles and the Rams, at least like I am, Matthew Stafford, you go up and down the NFC right now. He's he's probably the best quarterback in the conference. The Rams right? had a good year. Like I feel like this was their down year, right? The defense was almost entirely undrafted free agent rookies or like sixth or seventh round picks. The oh, offense, you're the only one who called it, remember? Yeah, and like oh, they, yeah. they, they, they played the Lions in Detroit within one point. Stafford looked great. Plus, everybody is saying how Detroit should have gone to the Super Bowl, and ultimately they should have. I mean, the Rams could, <laughs> the Rams could have won that game. The Rams win that they, game, which I, I thought they were when they like they were down yep. a point with the ball and driving. Did they have yeah. penalties? What, what was it? Yeah, why, I think why they had they, two bad penalties. They had penalties that moved them out of field goal range, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had to chuck it up or something. Um. Last thing we'll ask, and then we'll get out of here. Let's assume, let's pretend Kirk comes back to the Vikings, okay? If we're talking about, and I, I really want to hear Jack answer this too. If we're talking about the top five quarterbacks in the NFC going into next year. How would you, how would you rate that? Five guys you want, let's say, let's say you're going to build a team, right? For next year, out of the NFC quarterbacks, who are the top five that you want? So I'm going to do this based on, uh, like, let's say have the San Francisco 49ers offense. Who I want as my, no, as sure. my quarterback. Okay, okay. I, sure. I, I, right. Screw it. I'd uh hmm. I'd probably go I'd probably I'd probably go Jalen Hurts number one. Still hurts? Yeah, probably still hurts. Then I might go then I might go Jared Goff number two. Three is probably Dak. Four is honestly probably Kirk. And then five Stafford, Kyler. I was, say, I was gonna say Jordan Love. No, five is probably Stafford. Stafford. What? 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 Baker in ba- there? Baker, your boy. Baker's number six. Is there anyone we're forgetting off the top? Caleb Williams is, is gonna be in there. No, no, no. He won't be a top sixty quarterback in the league. <laughs> uh, not probably Baker six. Oh, Daniel Jordan Jones Love, seven. No, Paul. He's I'm not joking, forgetting. I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking. All right, Ziggy. Bryce how, Young. How you? Bryce Young. Oh yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Oh, wait, wait. So, so your yeah. list was so I got Bryce Young, Caleb Williams. So you had you had Hertz one, Goff two, Hertz, Goff, Dak, Dak, uh, Cousins probably four, and Stafford, Stafford five, and then out out to looking in is Baker Love. Okay, that's that. Yeah, six and seven. Purdy is Purdy in there. Yeah, Purdy's probably he's top ten. He's probably okay. number eight. And how about how about you, Ziggy? We got Dak number one. We got Love number two. We got Kirko number three. Jalen Hurts and uh, Stafford at five. Jalen Hurts. Actually, swap Hurts and Stafford. Stafford four, Hurts five. Uh, I, man, I I have a hard time not saying Stafford would be my number one. Is that is that crazy? I mean, Stafford Dak should be your number one. There's no question about it. I think it still hurts. I think Dak Hurts hurt, is up Dak, there. Dak Prescott should have been the MVP this season. He had an incredible year. Oh, yeah, I, I think Dak. I, I would probably actually... go, and then my bias is going to be showing here. Okay, I I would probably go Stafford number one, Jalen Hurts number two, three Kirk four. 
George four Dak five Jordan Love. I'm actually gonna swap mm, two four Jordan Love five Dak. I'm gonna swap two and three. I'm gonna put Dak two and golf three. I like Dak. I think Dak is really good, but um, yeah, I mean he's he has has problems at times. <laughs> and he wouldn't with uh no he with Debo no, and no, Dak, Dak is Dak is awesome. <laughs> I mean all these quarterbacks are good, but I I leave Jared Goff out in the top five. That's I think he, he's a good quarterback. Oh, well, there's any anyone outside of that top couple of NFC quarterbacks, the rankings could fluctuate a lot next season. I don't feel very confident in any of them, but I also think all of them are capable of pretty good performances. Yeah, I, I like Purdy is right there. Goff is in that area. Um, let us know in the comment section what you think. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Is that Stafford, Hertz, Kirk? Love Dak. Man, Dak should probably be higher, but I'll leave it. Do you have any mailbag questions or no? Oh, yeah. Do we want to hit a mailbag before we go? Yeah, what's um, the mailbag? Let's see. A couple mailbag questions yeah, the from young, Merle. The night's, young, the night's young. Merle says, this is a long recording. We're over an hour right now. So, oh, shoot, really? Uh, we we love Bowl. our fans. We after love all, our fans. It is a Super Bowl. We are taking okay. a break, too, after this. So yeah. Why not? From Merle. Merle says, how many Super Bowls will Mahomes need to pass Brady as the GOAT? And do you think he'll get there? I'll, I'll throw it to you, Jack, because you, you've had a yeah, number. Yeah. We talked about this actually before the show off air. I think if he gets to to five, you can seriously debate it. I don't think he has to quite reach number seven. Uh, but if he gets seven's to f- nuts, it yeah, is se- just seven's nuts. crazy. But if he gets to five, I think you can say that he might be the greatest of all time. Do you think he'll get to five? I, I, I say he does. Like, I, I mean, I think that when all is said and done, as nuts as it is to, to say, and maybe I'm wrong, you never really know. We'll probably be talking about Patrick Mahomes as the greatest of all time. I think I agree with you. Would you uh, disagree, Ziggy? Or I think to pass Tom Brady, I'm, I I have my own opinions on this. We're talking about what the folk are going to think. He will never pass Tom Brady until he has more Super Bowls because the head-to-head is always going to be a tiebreaker. So he yeah, needs eight I, Super I mean, Bowls. He said that. Mahomes did say that. Brady did beat will, him will, in Super Bowl. Yeah. Will Patrick Mahomes get to eight Super Bowls? No. Now, wait, here's just you know, a fun little it hypothetical. Might be six. I don't think he has to match. Maybe it's six. Maybe he has to come one behind. He, he, he might get to seven. I mean, four Super Bowls. He, I think so. oh, I mean, Mahomes has gone on an incredible run. I don't want to discount that. It is incredibly hard to make and win the Super Bowl. I don't care how good you are. Yeah. There's a reason why like very few quarterbacks have even won as much as Mahomes has. People should be aware of the possibility that he doesn't win anymore, that he only wins one more. Yeah. Oh, very, very possible. We yeah. we always talk about how good the AFC is too. He might need six. Maybe it's six. If, if he had beaten Brady in that Tampa Chiefs Super Bowl, though, then I then I'd say five. Then well, well then well then Brady you know, would have right six. Now, oh, then he'd have four. He'd right, have four. Six and four. Right now, Mahomes might be the oh, greatest mid- of all time. Right, right, right. Like that Super Bowl is probably probably cementing the goat argument as of right now. And that was a, a waxing. Also, that was horrible. I, yeah, I have a hard time. And look, also, yeah, Brady, look, like, I remember that Super Bowl. We had, oh my gosh, who was it? Mike Rimmers, I think it was. The Vikings offensive line. Oh, Rimmers came, Rimmers, Mike Rimmers. Rimmers came in. Uh, the Chiefs O-line was so banged up that game. And Mahomes was running for his life. Just to get an idea of how bad the offensive line was for the Vikings the year before that or during that season. I can't remember which one it was. Mike Rimmers was the guy who came in and got blown up. And, like he, you know, The Chiefs sucked in that game. He was our best offensive lineman the year before. So when I complain about the Vikings offensive line, think about that Super Bowl and then think of five of those guys blocking for Kirk. Misery, misery, misery. Okay, okay. Uh, here's more of a comment from Mercury. I'm sorry. Sorry I got on the soapbox there. 
I like his offensive line. It just sucks. Better this year. Mercury Road 55 says, this is more of a comment. If the Bears drafted Caleb Williams and the Packers played a, played a 3-1 defense with three down linemen and one linebacker and no corners <laughs> and no corners or safeties, would the Packers win by 28 or 35? So a little, <laughs> little uh, Packers Packer fans have got to stop asking us these questions, man. It's, out <laughs> it's of so funny. Uh, they'd win by 35. They own the Bears. More. Uh, here's Ziggy. You're saying Williams is the quarterback? Yeah. 42. This is from Sergeant Hattie, 98-22. What are your favorite styles of defense and why? Ziggy was excited to run with this question. Jack and I were mulling over no, so types just, of defenses. <laughs> so, you know, here's... I'm going to take this question liberally. Here's my Please. favorite defense in football. Match cover three schemes. Like, anytime you're running a match three, particularly like those Saban, Belichick, Rip Liz style defenses... You know, they're not necessarily the flashiest, right? You're not getting like Brian Flores or Spagnolo or like you're not getting a billion guys blitzing. But what you are getting is intelligent, interesting coverage. You know, it it's it was specifically engineered to beat the weaknesses of cover three. I don't want to get too much into the history here. I know folks don't really care. But if you're interested, I mean, Cody Alexander, it's a whole book breaking this down. That's super interesting. Match three defenses are just a thing of beauty. So there you go, match three defenses. I, I I enjoy the type of defense that you know that you mentioned with Brian Flores. I like the aggressive one, but you just get burned so many times. And and, and it's, I, it's, I'm you, you can you that. can just program a way to beat it, right? We saw so the Vikings at the end of the season, you just run dig routes and the Vikings mm-hmm. just lose. Mm-hmm. Live by the sword, die yeah, You know what I like watching? I like when I uh when a player from the secondary comes in and blitzes and the quarterback doesn't see him and lays him out. That's what I like. I like safety blitzes. Oh, no, you're an attacking. You're an yeah, attacking defensive. I like like corner and safety blitzes from the uh, from the weak side. Jack, I am curious here because Ziggy mentioned the the book on, on NFL defenses. Can you remember like what what is the last book that you read front to, to back? Because we, we, we've made this joke before. You don't actually know the answer. Can I guess? It was, can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. You're not going to get it, but you can guess. I'm, I'm assuming it was in English class in high school. I'm not counting a class discussion, but oh, oh, I'm counting on my own. Oh, no, that's, a, that's a fair addenda. <laughs> Good night, moon. <laughs> that's it's probably my third to last. Like dead serious. There's Good Night Moon, uh, Magic Treehouse in first grade, and then Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The last book I watched the movie, never read the book. The last <laughs> book, like the easiest book to read. The last book that I read by myself, start to finish was in fifth grade called The Wreckers. And I actually enjoyed it. And like <laughs> taking away taking away class discussion books and all that stupid nonsense by myself, I have never read a have book. You since picked up, have you picked up a book since The Wreckers? <laughs> I've had a need to. I also I tended to read Tom Sawyer, read two pages and turned then So you read you went from Goodnight Moon and the, the Wreckers. Moon. To Magic Treehouse, to the records. To Tom Sawyer. To class discussions. To Tom Sawyer was the one you tried to uh, read. Tom Sawyer was like high school. <laughs> I, I can't in good conscience I, endorse this. In no, case so, are so my mom buys me a book. She's like, yeah, like, you should I, really read. I think I was a, ju- I think I was a <laughs> it junior. It would be a bad skill to lose. You know, I think I was a junior in high school. And my mom buys me a book, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And what was she thinking? She's like, Jack, you know, this is a good book. You should read it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> So I think I sit down one night. It's like eight o'clock at night. It's like a Wednesday or whatever. And I read like four pages. I can't imagine this, by the way. Like I can't, it's like, I cannot even picture Jack like 
like getting like Jack hangs up from a phone call with me or one of our friends. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna go read some Tom Sawyer. So I read like four pages and closed it. And my mom's the next day. She's like, How, did you make a dent? I'm like, yeah, like a little one. She's like, yeah. are you gonna are you gonna resume? I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no, I'm not a reader. I'm a movie watcher. That's fair. I mean, movies are great. Yeah, I mean, I, movies, TV I, shows. I, I, they're, I've they're, they're never great. found the need to like read a book. Here, Jack, listen. If you if you only <laughs> read one book for the rest of your life, this is this is a translation I've been told is pretty good. The uh, Pivrin Volshowski Crime and Punishment, absolute banger of a novel. Okay. I uh, I strongly encourage you to go read this. It's a story about guilt, suffering, redemption, morality, mortality. That Excellent. sounds like my type of book. Sounds like Outer Banks. That sounds like my type of book. <laughs> uh, yeah, Goodnight Moon is a good one. That's uh, oh, Goodnight Moon's great. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. Magic Trias is also great. I had like twenty of those. Books. Oh, I, I read a lot of those. Uh, couldn't put it down. No, I couldn't put it down. Like second grade me was on was on fire. At magic Treehouse. Um, the Magic School Bus. Well, that was a show. I, I don't think anyone oh, wants was to show. listen to Jack list. <laughs> Ziggy, second do you know, grade weeding level. Do you know books. the Magic School Bus right now? could be inside your ass and you have no idea like oh we're not, like, we're not, the we're not doing this we're not doing this <laughs> Hop on the magic like oh here's the esophagus we're, we're not doing this. And... <laughs> all right let's finish up here we got a couple more questions these are all coming from you know now a frequent commenter xx mclovin xx let me and, see your uh, id mclovin <clears throat> this is very nice of him he says i'm asking questions if they make he goes if they make sense if not lol sorry i know comments help the algorithm so just trying to help oh, us out nice. so that's, that's very it. nice uh, we'll go through each of these real quick. He's got a couple questions or four. They're all good questions. As Kirk starts to get older, what do you think should be the Vikings plan once they move on from him? Uh, let's assume based on this that they are going to re-sign him. I don't care if they re-sign him or not. There is one answer. The The plan is they're going to... J.J. the jet plane. Get me J.J. McCarthy. The end. Oh, my God. I'm... Paul, I, I was oh. not a J.J. McCarthy believer. I was not, but I've been watching the film. The guy's got it, Paul. The guy's got it. I don't know if I could sign up for it yet. Man. Hold on. If they, what was the question? If they don't... No, uh, what, what, do you, what should what do the Vikings that, do to move on from Kirko? Yeah, what's the plan once they move on from Kirk Cousins? Uh, Bonex. I like Bonex. Bonex is a day three prospect. <laughs> um, okay. I, you know, I I, I, I know that we have, a, we have a huge need for guys do. on the line. All the mocks are saying Byron Murphy. Um, they're saying we might get one of the edge guys. I'm having a looming suspicion that the Vikings are going to trade up and go after Jaden Daniels. Now, look, there's I, I'm not sure if I'm happy about that or not. They're going to get a quarterback this draft. I think they're going to hope that someone in this draft can be the future. Uh, whether that means they're starting right away because we lost Kirk or sitting behind Kirk and kind of employing the Green Bay Packers mentality of you know, let him sit for a year or the Mahomes and learn from a great a great quarterback and Kirk, good teammate. I mean, when, I could see that happening. When I look at a... Like I see a lot of Lamar in Jaden Daniels. I don't know if I like him or not yet, but I know the Vikings... The rumors are, you know, they tried to trade up for Fields. Couldn't get him. They tried to trade up for Anthony Richardson. Did you see that report? Apparently, I'm not the Vikings sure I believe that. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to believe it for fun. Apparently, the Vikings were willing to trade up the farm to get Anthony Richardson last year. Couldn't do it. You know, Jaden Daniels fits that athletic build as well as any quarterback in the draft here. A similar profile. Um, so I, I think that there's I think there's going to be some noise with the Vikings going for Jaden Daniels. I know Colin talked about that a little bit on his show. 
Well, um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of noise. And we're going to make the right decision. Stay pat. Take JJ McCarthy. Probably. Look, we'll probably stay at eleven. I don't think we take McCarthy at eleven. But maybe we trade back up for McCarthy. But yeah, you're right. McCarthy have, might not be available at eleven. He That's just gave, he just gave the ball to Corum all day. How about you watch some film, Jack, and get back? I did. Yeah. I saw when he ended off 40 times against Penn, uh, yeah, against you, Penn State. Yeah, he didn't throw the ball the whole second half. What do we have next year? Uh, we addressed this one, so we'll just touch it briefly. Do you think the overtime rule is fair now? We all like it in, over, in the playoffs. Uh, what do you think on the 49ers just kicking a field goal versus going for the touchdown? We said that as well. Z- Ziggy didn't like it. In fourth and four in the Super Bowl. Now, was, uh, let's be fair here. Ziggy said that he didn't like the third down play call of throwing it. Yeah. He would have tried to set up. I didn't a like the more sequence. They should have planned to go for it. Yeah. He would have liked two downs there to pick up the four yards. I was okay with the pass. Um, but at fourth and four, I know people are afraid to give the ball back to Mahomes, but y- you have to take the lead of the Super Bowl. So I was yeah, okay with it. Absolutely. That's um, a do you? All right. Here's a good one. Do you think Purdy is a future slash franchise quarterback for 49ers? And if so, what do you believe will happen to them once they have to pay him possibly, probably top 10 money? Yeah, he's their future QB. Uh, I think he's good. He's above average. Fits the system very well. I mean, if they if they stop the Chiefs on fourth and one, it's a no-brainer. He's there. Everyone's talking about him as the future. Yeah, of course. They'll be back here. He's good. Fits the system well. Absolutely. Brock Purdy had a very good year, and I think he's a solid quarterback. But I firmly believe Shanahan and Lynch will be exploring opportunities to move on from him. Now, does that mean they will move on? Absolutely not. I don't think they feel a lot of pressure to. On the other hand, I think that if they're able to get enough, like because I think they'll be interested in moving away from him and bringing someone new, he might get signed to a sizable deal, but they'll be ready to jettison it just like they did with Jimmy G. Yeah, they. I agree with you. I, they've shown they're willing to move on from someone who, who looks stable and is taking them far. I mean, Jimmy G, what Super Bowl NFC Championship game, <laughs> and they're ready to move on from him. Yeah, it doesn't make like and just sense the gap that. between like top, like top ten can mean a lot of things, right? It can mean fifty-five million a year, or it can mean forty million a year, right? Mm-hmm. That's their between one and ten. If, I think they'll be willing to pay him low top ten money. I do not see him getting anything like. Yeah, like I think the I Derek think, Carr deal is a more realistic expectation than the Joe Burrow deal. Sure, sure. But you're saying like why, like why take when you have somebody who has shown that he's stable in your offense and can be very, very solid. Like why move on? Like they moved yeah. on from Jimmy G and they took Trey Lance yeah. and that was a total bust. Absolutely. Oh, they why were, would they he move lucky. on from Alex Smith? Lu- he took you to the playoffs. He had a Pro Bowl season. Excellent, excellent player. Why would the Chiefs move on from Alex Smith? Because he was old. Brock That's Purdy's not 20. Moved on from Alex Smith. Brock Purdy's 24 years old. Maybe Alex Smith they is... want a better quarterback play. You need, look, the, the 49ers time and time again have tried this. Let's build a supernova around a decent quarterback. They're sick of it. They're going to look for an opportunity. They, they do keep on. losing with it. I, the way the way I would answer is kind of a combination they, of they your guys' got, answers. They got lucky taking Purdy last in the draft. Oh, they were they, completely bad. And they out. got a good player. Like, did you see? Stick the, with him. Did you see about uh, when uh, Shanahan was running practices after, after drafting them? He was went up to uh, he went to the owners and he was like, you know, guys, you're not gonna like this, but our third string quarterback's our best guy. Like, you know, Lance was not progressing as as they expected. Jimmy G was still there. You know, it's fine, but yeah, that that's a lie, by the way. 
Oh, well. It, and if that weren't a lie, yeah, then yeah. they wouldn't have gone in with Trey Lance looking to start for a long time. But like you have Jimmy G, who's That's solid, and then. I think I think they probably still threw out Lance. So with the I'm saying that this is this is no different than Matt Rule coming out saying I really wanted to take Brock Purdy with the Panthers and the owner just wouldn't let me. Well, come on, I mean, if you draft Trey Lance three, you're probably gonna start him with the hope that he can live up to the expectations of what a number three pick should be. But then going into this year, they were also on the Trey Lance train. No, they weren't. They were never on the Trey Lance train. But going to be Brock Purdy. That whole issue with going from Jimmy G to the Trey Lance bust is exactly why you should not move on from Brock Purdy. No, they're not. The, the, Brock Purdy will be the quarterback next year. If the opportunity comes to draft someone that Kyle Shanahan is in love with and thinks can be a top five quarterback in the NFL, which they don't think Purdy can be a top five quarterback in the he NFL. He doesn't have to be. No, he doesn't have to be. But again, may, maybe he does because they can't win these games. But like Mahomes is a difference. I mean, obviously Mahomes is a difference. If he can get a top five quarterback, no, I Mahomes expect Shanahan. Is a difference. Like, I expect some- Shanahan to go after a top five quarterback. If he sees one in the draft or somewhere, that could happen. I mean, people are even... discussing the possibility of Kirk, which won't happen, but um, no Purdy and to be very fair to Brock Purdy. No, dude's in his second year. Yeah. And he's gone to the Super Bowl in the NFC championship game has lost what five games. Like why on earth do you move on? You don't, he, you know, he, he, Brock Purdy has done very well, but you know, when all of us sit here, if we were to rank our quarterbacks, Brock Purdy is the 16th to 18th best quarterback in the league for me right now. That's all he has to be. Well, that's all he has to be. But if you can, if you can be better, you go for better. Well, I take the risk. He dropped his challenge three and he stunk. I, I'm more interested to see can Purdy take another leap because Purdy's still so young. I'd like to see if Purdy can take another leap into that borderline top ten, which some people would argue, you know, he, he can. I just, I'd like to see him have some. I, I wish he were the quarterback people describe him as. People talk about his anticipation and ability to read the field. If he can actually learn to do those things, he could be a very good quarterback. Yeah, I, I, the jury's still out on me for Brock Purdy being a. a long-term franchise quarterback, uh, which I, I believe it should be. And yeah. we'll see what happens. But right now, you're right, Jack. They win the Super Bowl. It's, oh, wow, all right, this 49ers team, maybe they can make a run here. Yeah, and they were one play away. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, XX, McLovin, XX. They are, uh, a, little, a little bit of varied answers there. Okay, that'll wrap it up. Long show here to close out the... 2023 2024 NFL season. It's the last year. It's the last week of it's football. The, yeah, it is the last one. So hopefully when we get back, we'll um we'll start to have some uh some new elements to the show that we're gonna be discussing over the next week or two weeks, whatever it is. We're working hard for you guys. Yeah. So we're we're hoping to have a good schedule coming out here. We're excited for SAR next season. Really by SAR next season, we're we're we want to be all systems go for a big 2024, 2025. Um, but thanks for everyone who's followed along the entire season. And we are excited to get into the offseason content. The, uh, th- that's usually when the conversations on this show begin to. That's my favorite time to fall apart. Yeah. I can't wait for the drafts again. Oh, we got to go going right off the bat. Very good draft. But we'll save it for, for the offseason. All right. We will see you next time on the Paul Franklin Show. See you.